Welcome to Conspiracy Theoryology, a 12-episode podcast series hosted by Emma Marti, a senior at Piedmont University. Emma and a guest will be discussing and dissecting a theory, all while questioning the origin of the claims. Host Emma Marti and all guests are not supporting any theories, but simply looking at information to dive into the belief of the theory. episode of Conspiracy Theoryology, I was joined again by Associate Professor and Chair of the Department of Mass Communications at Piedmont University, Dr. Joe Dennis. For this episode, we will discuss the conspiracy theories behind Michael Jordan's 1993 retirement. This episode is going to be a little bit different because normally I'll come with um, like show notes prepared and everything, but for this episode, we're going to be talking about Michael Jordan conspiracies and stuff and something I know nothing about. And I kind of wanted to have a different sort of experience where I come in completely unaware of the theories. Like I have some background knowledge, but I really wanted to be the student in the situation, I guess you could say. So Michael Jordan was the greatest uh, basketball player in the game at the time. And the Chicago Bulls were coming off of three world championships or NBA championships. And he was kind of at the peak of his career. He, he, was, he was only in his 30s. And, you know, normally basketball players play, especially if you're at the level of a Michael Jordan, you, you play into your late 30s, even early 40s. But Jordan, um, surprisingly, just retired in 1993. And it really took everyone by surprise. It was out of the blue. Now, there had been some personal things that had happened in Michael Jordan's life. His father was tragically murdered in North Carolina alongside a road. Uh, The story goes his father was driving, was getting sleepy, so he pulled off to the side of like a, a state highway and fell asleep, and then people robbed him. And the police investigation into that said it was random, and they just you know, they didn't know who he was. Um, So Michael Jordan was definitely dealing with some personal tragedy. Um, And over the summer, he had announced that he was going to retire. So the conspiracy theory is that Michael Jordan at the time was pretty much a well-known gambler. That was like his second great love. And the conspiracy says that the NBA knew about this gambling um, and his two-year quote-unquote retirement was actually a suspension from the NBA. They kind of mutually agreed. The NBA and Michael Jordan mutually agreed that he would step away from the game for a couple years. Um, The league You know, they didn't want to publicly punish the most marketable athlete they've ever had. And also Michael Jordan um, was a big name and a big, uh, he had a whole industry to protect. He had a $30 million endorsement deal with Nike. So he wanted to protect that, protect his reputation. So the conspiracy goes that they mutually agreed for this quote unquote retirement and, um, Michael Jordan would step away from the game momentarily. Interesting. And obviously, I'm not a sports person. So, like, has something like this happened before? Well, we have situations where uh, 
star athletes have been banned from the game mm -hmm. for gambling. The most notable example is Pete Rose in baseball. Pete Rose, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he has certainly Hall of Fame numbers as a player. And he gambled on baseball games and he even gambled on his own team. And when that came out, he is still in the middle of a lifetime ban, I guess in the middle, like when he dies, I don't know if he'll be able to. Angels <laughs> in the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he has a lifetime ban from baseball, so he cannot be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He cannot take part. He cannot be hired by a baseball team, you know, even in the front office or anything. Like he is completely banned from the game. That's the most notable example. But there aren't a lot of notable examples besides Pete Rose I can think of mm -hmm. um, that have players, professional athletes, um, mm -hmm. being punished for gambling. Mm -hmm. Is this something that's actually possible? Because like with other conspiracy theories, it's just like some of them are completely outlandish and there's no way to prove right or wrong. But with this, it's it seems kind of legit. Mm -hmm. It's very believable because yeah. especially... You have him coming off of three championships. His third, you know, they just won their third NBA championships. Um, they were the first team to three peat since the 1970s Boston Celtics. And so this is the 90s. So it's been 20 years since someone did that back to back to back. And he had an opportunity to, you know, continue this dynasty because the Bulls at that time, it was uh, Michael, jo led by Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. They were by far. Like, no team was even close to them in the NBA. And the NBA is very prone to that, having teams that just dominate. We had it recently with the Golden State Warriors um, more than any other sport because there's only five players on the on the court at a time. So one player can truly make a difference, whereas in football you have 11, baseball you have nine. Um, so it's very possible the Bulls could have gone on to win multi multiple championships in a row um, after that. And what makes it interesting is because th these conspiracy theories, I remember I was in um, college at the time and being in Chicago, mm -hmm. okay, and which is, you know, where Michael Jordan, everyone loved Michael Jordan and it was a fan. Like these theories were out there, but they were immediately dismissed. And I kind of took that like, okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. But then it's actually when I moved to Georgia in 2000 and got my first job um, in Georgia at a newspaper and one of my colleagues um, we were talking and he was like oh yeah Michael Jordan and his quote-unquote retirement and I was like oh and then I was just talking to him and I realized that oh wow around the country outside of Chicago yeah people really believe this so there's definitely some sort of bias obviously happening in Chicago because like you said they love him there yes Absolutely. Huh. I mean, the Chicago McDonald's had a McJordan burger. I just, I remember really? that for some reason. It was bizarre. Yeah. But McDonald's always has celebrity burgers yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so th the conspiracy theory even stretches to the situation of his father's murder. And, and I don't like this, you know, I don't mm -hmm. like it when, you know, I mean, there's a tragedy and we're going to tie, tie, tie that into it. But some people will speculate and some conspiracy theories say that his father was murdered because Michael Jordan was 
not paying his gambling debts or something of that nature. But to me, that seems absurd because I, Michael Jordan was the highest paid athlete in sports. And why you would know, he be in debt? Yeah, exa- and there's no evidence. Like he never, he's never declared bankruptcy. You know, he's he's always kept his mansion and mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it doesn't seem like that there's any validity to that. I think his father's murder was just happenstance. Yeah. Yeah. And it just really bad luck, wrong place, wrong time. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason Michael Jordan gave for retiring was he just was tired of playing basketball and he wanted to try to play another sport. Mm -hmm. And so it's convenient for Michael Jordan that the owner of the Chicago Bulls, Jerry Reinsdorf, also owns the Chicago White Sox, which is my favorite baseball team, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Jordan then, you know, was able to uh, ask ask the owner, hey, can I play for the White Sox? And so, and, and they set it up where he could play during that brief retirement. He played, I would say, one and a half seasons with the Birmingham Barons, which is the double A affiliate for the Chicago White Sox, of course, down south here in Alabama. And um, and he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a good baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because the Birmingham Barons, you know, minor league baseball is not glamorous. Mm-hmm. And so they had a bus that was you know, very old and decrepit and bumpy. And it was almost like a school bus. And Michael Jordan bought the team a, you know, a very luxurious uh, bus yeah. <laughs> that the team could like travel on. Greyhound bus. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. you know, you can lounge and everything. And he improved a lot of the facilities there because he's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to live like this. Yeah. So the whole team got to benefit from yep. Michael Jordan's <laughs> presence. But, um, but yeah, he was not good at baseball. And so then the next season, um, he, he did, again, he, he, he played for the Birmingham Barons. And I mean, any other player probably at that point would have been cut. But, you know, he's Michael Jordan. And the White Sox did bring him up at times, not to play. He never played in a Major League Baseball game. But I remember going to a game, and it was a complete surprise. Michael Jordan was taking batting practice before the game. And so my friends and I would go to the ballpark to watch batting practice because if you sit in the outfield, you could catch home run balls. And Michael Jordan was taking batting practice. We're like, awesome. So we got to see him do that. And there was always, at that time, the Cubs and the White Sox never played. There was no interleague baseball. So they always had a scrimmage game. Um, Like uh, at, uh, uh, at some point during the season, it was called the Windy City Classic. And so it was the Cubs and the White Sox, but it didn't count for anything. And Michael Jordan was called up to play in that game, mm-hmm. and he actually hit a double in that game, so that wow. the crowd erupted for that. But yeah, it was uh, not a uh, very good, not a very good uh, output for Michael Jordan. <laughs> and so, two years later, he came back to the Chicago Bulls. Um, he actually came back, and he came back like towards the end of one of their seasons, and helped them in the playoffs, but then they lost in the, they got knocked out by the Charlotte Hornets, who at that time, Shaquille O'Neal was, was their hot, hot shot rookie. Um, And they were the Charlotte Hornets at the time, not the Bobcats. And then the next three years, as everyone know, well, 
not maybe you don't know, but sports fans know the Bulls uh, picked up Dennis Rodman and I know the name. Yeah, and they uh, they won another three championships. So the Bulls won six championships in eight years, and then Michael Jordan retired again. So to this day, though, <laughs> that conspiracy theory um, is, is there, and and mm-hmm. and I'm reading, for instance, here's a Sports Illustrated article. I think we're looking at the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it's actually debunking the Michael Jordan conspiracy. But they they do mention in this that um, Jordan, uh, before he announced uh, his retirement, the season before he announced his retirement, he had been seen playing blackjack at an Atlantic casino the night before Bulls playoff game against the Knicks. And he also admitted to incurring substantial losses from gambling. And in 1993, the NBA actually, um, had a investigation that they announced as to whether Jordan's gambling, um, was against the NBA rules. But the one thing is Jordan played blackjack. Um, he maybe gambled on football games and stuff, but he never bet on basketball. Mm-hmm. And so he never really did break um, any any rules. Um, so that's like a rule? This is going to sound completely ignorant of me, but like if I play a sport, I can't bet on that sport? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's a rock-solid rule, and, mm-hmm. and that's why Pete Rose ultimately was – banned from baseball that makes sense so, okay that he gambled but you can't gamble on the sport that yeah, you're because you're then in. it could be like you know right what's gonna happen you have some so. inside information and also you can uh, impact the outcome mm-hmm. so the biggest the most legendary gambling slash sports connection uh was in 1919 and it was the chicago white Sox were in the world series and and there's a movie about this in a book called Eight Men Out that was a really popular movie. But uh, the story is that there were eight players from that Chicago White Sox team who actually took money to lose the World Series. And the reason why was there was an outside, like very wealthy person who gambled a lot of money that uh, the opposing team, the Dodgers, I think it was, would win the World Series. And so he paid eight players of the White Sox to throw the series. So, and you could look in their stats and you could see that, wow, seven of the eight um, had really bad stats in the World Series that did not, that was definitely not on par with their regular season performance. And then the the whole movie and the, the controversy is about this one player, Shoeless Joe Jackson, who did take the money or who did not take the money. Um, he refused to take it, even though he initially agreed. He did not take the money. And if you look at his stats, like he was off the charts during the World Series, so he performed well. But he was still lumped in with all of the other seven players. That's why it's eight men out. Mm. And um, they had lifetime bans from baseball. And I'm just the, looking at it right yeah, now the mo- I'm, like, getting – enthralled in the story the movie field of dreams is 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 uh based in part on that because have you ever seen field of dreams emma that's the movie that makes grown men cry (laughs) because it's about (laughs) baseball it's about dads it's about uh just i think i have but when you said field of dreams my mind immediately went to a league of their own Oh yeah, no, that's a very different game. Yeah, that uh, won't very make different men, movie. That won't make men cry. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time lines, but no, the Field of Dreams movie 
is uh, where the, uh, Kevin Costner builds a field in the middle of Iowa, which is loosely based on a true story because there is a player, uh, person who built a field on his farm, a baseball field on his farm in the middle of a cornfield. But then in the movie, those players from the White Sox, the 1919 White Sox, come back out of the corn stalks and, you know, they're, they're dead. But I have they're, seen those. Okay, good. I'm pretty and, sure. And they're playing baseball on that field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like one of the most famous examples of, of gambling. And, and it was the most, uh, you know, you had eight players involved in that. And ever since then, you know, it's, it's, it's always been a, a very rock solid rule. And, and even in my personal belief, I, I think that that is a line that you can't cross. I mean, taking drugs to improve your performance. I mean, yeah, that should be against the rules. I mm-hmm. agree. But I don't think that's as, as severe as gambling on your own team to lose a game because then you're, you know, when you take steroids, for example, you're just, you're trying to improve your performance and that's mm-hmm. wrong. And I disagree. And I agree that that should be illegal, but you're, you're just, you, as a competitor, you're trying to get that edge, mm-hmm. but anything that says, oh, I'm going to lose the, this game. That to me is just, that goes antithetical to what sports is all about. I agree. In calm law, we're talking about like ethics, obviously, and it's just like the whole time I've been hearing about this theory and reading into it, I'm just like, this is completely unethical, like about the eight men out thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's more to that story, of course, because the owner of the White Sox, Charles Comiskey, was notoriously stingy, and he basically ripped off his players. Of course, athletes back in the, in the 19-teens were not the celebrities and were not the high, highly paid people they were now. They all had other jobs. Mm-hmm. But he would do things like, and it's this is outlined in the movie Eight Men Out, you know, it, one of his pitchers was one more start away from cashing in on a bonus that, you know, would, would give him some more money. Um, and the owner demanded, told the manager, don't start him, you know, so he wouldn't get that bonus, even though, you know, he should have started. It was mm-hmm. in his rotation to start. So the owner would do things like that. But again, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the Michael Jordan stuff. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. I know. I had a moment. Where I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Um <laughs> I remember when you first told me that you would want to talk about this theory and I did do some like preliminary research and everything. So I'm not coming in completely blind. It's just something that as someone who's a very casual sports person, like I'm not a sports fan, I wouldn't say. I don't think I qualify for that status yet. Um, I was looking into it and when the whole thing about his father's death coming up, coming because of his gambling addiction, I was like, that just feels like a movie. And that just feels like something that is trying to explain a tragedy, which is something that I've talked about on my podcast a good bit, where it's just like with the conspiracy theories behind like JFK's assassination, where it's just like they're trying to make what really is just a tragedy into something this is going to sound really dumb, but it's just like they're turning a really bad situation into something that's less bad because of a different reason. They don't want right. to accept the fact that 
his death really was that Michael Jordan's dad's death really was just a tragic accident. They want to be like, there's a reason for it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a way conspiracies, as you've noted, it's a way for people to help explain things that seem unexplainable Mm -hmm. or un, yeah. Like why would someone kill JFK? You know, why would, why would a gunman shoot? And, and things like that. Yeah. And why it makes no sense that Michael Jordan would retire, but if you think about it, okay, Mm -hmm. he doesn't need any money, right? Money's not an object. His father just died. He suffered. I mean, I've suffered that loss. My father died and, you know, I can't say if I was a, if I was a millionaire, uh, you know, and had tons of money and when my father died and when he was sick, um, if I had the option to just step away for a little bit, I, I definitely would have done that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people, well, why would he retire? Well, because we don't know, we don't know what was going on in his head. And maybe he really did want to play baseball. And, you know, as you're entering your thirties, I mean, really your time's already passed to play a new sport, but he's Michael Jordan and, and the, he can do anything. Yeah. And his owner, I mean, not his owner, the owner of the bulls actually owns a baseball team. So it's very convenient that he could try to play baseball and Mm -hmm. fulfill that dream. So it's all logical to me why he retired yeah i Um, agree and then when he when he realized he just got that itch to come back as many athletes do tom brady it happened twice already yeah (laughs) where he retired and then unretired so there's nothing uncommon about that Mm -hmm. so and the sports illustrated article from 2020 actually gives like eight reasons why this um is this conspiracy theory is not real And I think I won't go through all of them, but one of the things that um, I think is the most notable, and I think I I feel this about a lot of conspiracy theories. I'll just read it. Jordan's retirement happened 27 years ago, and to date, no evidence has surfaced that proves there was a connection. Books have been written about Jordan, and none has substantiated the conspiracy. Just the opposite. Jordan's stated reasons that he wanted a break seems consistent with him feeling rejuvenated when he returned yeah Yeah. like you said that really does you could take that sentence and remove like all context and be the point and have the point where it's like this happened x amount of years ago no evidence have surfaced right but people are still going to believe it right and you know people are looking for that you know if you're a sports journalist or you you know you're you're if you find that smoking gun Wow. But what if, what if Jordan's paying off all this? Sp- yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> He's actually paying me to do this episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Emma, good job. I know. Thank you. <laughs> so that is the Michael Jordan conspiracy theory. There's a lot behind that, that. I don't normally do this in the other episodes, but putting my personal opinions in it, I'd say that the believability of this is probably not very high. Like on a scale of one to 10, at least less than five. I me. like that. A believability rating in conspiracy theories. Where would you put this on the scale? I would put it as a one, honestly. Yeah. Just because, but you know, you know, I'm not a big believer in conspiracy theories in the first place yeah 
So I would put probably a lot of them at a one. That's fair. <laughs> but this one, to me, it just makes complete sense that he just wanted to step away. And he mm-hmm. could yeah. because he was the greatest basketball player of all time. The reason why people say, why would he step away? To me is like, well, that's why he would step away because yeah. he can. Yeah. He can. In that same Sports Illustrated article that you keep referencing, it says, in a nationally televised press conference held at the Bulls practice facility, Jordan stunned the basketball world by retiring. And he said the desire isn't there and he felt that there wasn't anything else to prove. Which, like, he really doesn't have anything else to prove. Like, if he kept playing, it would just be for him. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, it is up to him. Well, and also, I mean, people are forgetting the most important fact, and it's the most obvious fact of this, Emma. He did play basketball during his retirement. If you recall, he was kidnapped by aliens and ended up playing with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and um, actually ended up saving, saving them from... The monsters, yeah, right? from monsters, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he did play basketball. How could we forget? <laughs> How could we forget that? And literally, when I like taking that whole Space Jam thing, and like, because he played ba- baseball in Space Jam. Yeah, too. yeah, he has just retired. And the funny thing is, so the movie, you know, he got offered that movie deal. He was still a basketball. He was still playing for the Chicago Bulls. That's a conspiracy movie. (laughs) That's where he got the idea to retire and play baseball. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, that's a 10 for me. (laughs) Yeah. There. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) You started saying that and I was like, what are you talking about? Uh Uh-oh. He's going to get serious here. (laughs) I know. Your tone changed and then started talking about Bugs Bunny. I was like, ah. By the way, Michael Jordan's Space Jam is so much better than LeBron James's Space Jam. Sorry. I can't agree or disagree with that because I haven't seen, isn't it Space Jam A New Legacy or something like that? Which, um, in my opinion, even though I haven't seen it, why didn't they call it Cyber Space Jam? Ooh, I would like that. Because isn't it like... It is kind of about that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say on a rating scale of 1 to 10, the acting abilities of Michael Jordan and LeBron James both get a 1. So Okay, yeah. <laughs> Believability is also at a 1 there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you again for joining me. You're welcome, Emma. Very fun. Keep up the good work. Thank you for listening to Conspiracy Theoryology. Be sure to tune in every Friday for a new episode with host Emma Marti. Keep an eye open. Someone's always watching.